You're in a good mood. If you have a significant other or someone that you live with, could even be a roommate, but I think it's more significant other, do you ever just dress the same? I would imagine a lot of people do this. Uh, we find ourselves like we'll go, well, you we don't leave the house much these days, but previously you would go leave the house and you'd be like, Oops. well, we're wearing basically the same exact clothing. Which is that's just a, a bizarre thing that that's happens. That's not even true. We would never get out of the house because you always oh, change. Oh, this is true. This it is true. It offends you. Yeah, yeah. So what happens is we both, we have a closet in our bedroom. So we both like emerge from the bedroom in our chosen outfits yeah. and we take kind of a yeah. and then look who at changes? each other. You change. I change. Because yeah. I don't care what people think of me. Also men's clothes, way easier to take off. Some of your clothes <laughs> when I'm doing the laundry, I'm like, I don't understand how this is an item. You always do things. You hold things up and you're like, how do you fit in yeah, this? Yeah, they're because tiny. Because I just, I mean, I'm not that small, but like, uh, I think also just compared women's to my, clothing, but also compared that's to what my you're, That's what you're yeah, used to. Is yeah. you're, you're used to your You are dainty. I should say that. You are so dainty. dainty. Yeah, let's yeah. just, let's be clear. Yeah. Very dainty. Uh -huh. Um, but yeah, you're used to all the fabric and mm. then mine are like, Ooh. oh, boop, this little and thing. And then the second one is like when it has like ties and things. You and have one like, workout top, you know the one I'm talking about. Like, I don't understand I mean, how it works. you're not the only one. Okay, good. It's hard to get into. All right, let's get into this. Uh, that was a very long preamble, but those are fun. Also, I left the window open so we can hear some birds chirping, which is just nice. Hello, I'm Jason Zook. This is Caroline, Caroline Zook. Zook. I did your intro for you. Thank you. We run two companies. They are... Wandering Aimfully, which is a unboring coaching program for intentional online business owners. Nice. If and that's you, you're in the right place. And? And also Tea Tree, which is a online course software platform. Oh, nice. Yeah. You struggled with that one last time. We really need to get like a, a Let's just thing, change it. Let's like just change what line. it does. It's a place where clowns buy their outfits on subscription. So they always get a new clown outfit every month. With... <laughs> Bells and whistles. Great, good job. <laughs> really good addition. I've been up since 5.45 this morning. Anybody else waking up at just ridiculously early hours? Not me, ever in my life. Also, I'm in a good mood. You're in a good mood. This yeah. is gonna be great. Yeah, it's fine. Well, I think we're all just trying to like convince ourselves that everything's okay. What did you just do? You're just like tricking your mind. You're like, hey, guess what? Everything's fine. And you're like, oh, okay, great. It's great. It's great. A <laughs> uh, little sneak peek to the end of this video. We're gonna do a reveal of Carol's re- Positioned, reorganized, configured? reconfigured, that's a better word, uh, office studio. Why? Just like a little fun thing. I, I just thought it'd be fun. It's something that we've done. This is These videos are like, what are we doing? How are we working through these times? Yesterday we redid your office. I'm excited about it. I don't even it work in there. Can I, can I just take a moment? No, we're gonna do it at the end. Okay. All right, so let's get into <laughs> launch stuff. So the biggest thing for us, if you have not watched these uncertain times or listened to them if you're on the podcast, we have our final enrollment of our coaching program, which we're not gonna beat you over the head with in this video. Uh, we're gonna do it in another video. No, I'm kidding, we're not. Um, that is May 18th through June 1st. It's the final time if you wanna join us and get coached by us to uh, how to set up your business to be run more efficiently, to make more revenue, to have more free time, to just feel more in control, or to just take an idea that you have and finally put it out into the world. That is going to be the time to join us because we are not going to have it open again. So if you are someone who wants that from us and getting monthly coaching, you're going to want to pay attention to that. But along with that is a lot of things that we have to do. How to do? That, uh, I lost track. Honestly, <laughs> I was just like, 
What did you say? Oh, wow. <laughs> well, like you said, you weren't going to beat people over the head, but I thought it was going somewhere. Uh-huh. And literally the place that it went was, we Beating have a lot of, no, the place that it went, the ultimate punchline was, we have a lot of stuff to do. We do. Well, we talked about how we manage a big project like this last episode. So right. if you want to, so we're not going to talk about that. Watch that. I'm not going to do the card link because people do that. And they're like, I never even click those things. It's just like, go to the last episode. You know how to navigate YouTube So what are we going to talk about then? What I wanted to talk about was our social media plan, which is literally just Instagram. So I don't know why we call it a social media plan, uh, our email plan, and then how we're continuing to try and stay, stay stress free during this launch. Okay. So those are my three items. I think we should start with the email plan because that is actually where we start as a business. We are big believers in when you're launching something like your email list is the kind of the big driver of the whole thing. I'm not saying that's the only way to do it. It's just, we believe in email and having sort of a captive audience and a relationship with them. Um, whereas on social, you're kind of at the mercy of the algorithm. So we start with email and what we do is just basically write out every day of the launch. And if we want to send an email, what that email is going to be about, what the general purpose of the email is, what message we're trying to get across. Some of them are about demonstrating case studies for the coaching program. Some of them are really about painting a picture of the outcome we want to get for people. Some of them are just announcement emails to let people know information. Like each email kind of has a purpose. And we type those out in a Google doc. Yeah. And I will say that we, for the past couple of launches of things, we've pretty much used a fairly similar formula uh, of, I think it's seven emails and it's like an email about the outcomes, an email about you seeing yourself and the people who are already paying members and like what they've gotten out of it, common objections people have, really diving in on the features. But for this one, we kind of strayed away from our own blueprint of sales emails. I think honestly, just because, and we wouldn't give this advice to you, like we've just launched so many things that we just get bored. Like we we just get so bored using the same formula and sending similar structured emails. So this time around, we sat down, we made a list of all the emails. I think we're sending nine emails in two weeks. Yeah, some of them are specifically just what we call warm clicks. So people who click to the sales page. So like if people are not interested in the launch and they haven't clicked anything in the emails, they Mm. won't, a couple of them, yeah, yeah, won't. Uh, so I think, I think it's nine total emails and I, we basically sat down and we said, okay, what, like, what are the roles of these emails? What is the point of these emails? Um, and so we listed out those things, just like a one sentence thing. Like this is what we want someone to feel or, or get out of this email. And then we divvied them up. And so I think I took four of them. I think you took five. I can't remember. These numbers don't matter anyway, but we put them in a Google doc. So getting into the nitty gritty here of how we do this, but maybe you like that. Maybe it's fun. We write them all in one Google Doc. We have like a section at the top of all of the emails of like, you know, again, what is the point? What's the big takeaway? Anything What's that we need to What's the call to action? What's the call to action? The call to action is the same, but. Yeah, but just making sure that we keep track of it because you will lose track of that stuff, especially when you're nine emails in, you're putting them in your email provider and all that stuff. So we wrote all of those. You proofread mine, which always needs to be done. And I yesterday spent, believe this or not, it took two hours for me to copy them from a Google Doc into our email provider as emails and do a do a basic format, not yeah. even the full format. Like yeah. we don't even have like background colors or like fun things. Um, I had to create some automation rules, which you'll double check because I tend to do those wrong too. Um, but got those things set up. But it literally took just on the setting them up from the Google Doc to our email provider two hours. Yeah. And they're not done. Not to mention it probably took a total of I don't know, five hours to write them all yeah. between the two of us. So it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work to write these things. But it's also one of those things we tell people all the time. Email is the best way to sell something. It is the way that we make the majority of our revenue for our business. Um, And we'll talk about social media here in a second, but I think the reason why we talk so much about this and why we explain so much of it is because 
it is the driver of sales. Yeah. And so if you're not doing it, if you don't have a good email plan, if you're not sending enough emails when you're selling something, one email is not gonna do it. Two emails are not gonna sell it. You have to put in more of an effort to sell. And especially for us with a final enrollment period of the rest of the year, we don't wanna undersell our offering. We really believe in it, especially because the next topic I wanna to talk about too, like I think we've really stumbled upon a formula and a process that we really like and that really works for people. So uh, yeah. we wanna own that and we wanna share it. The only um, additional point that I wanna make is we're only able to say that the email is the main driver of our sales because we focus so much more the majority of the year on delivering value and building that audience through email. Yeah. So it's not enough to just say, oh yeah, sell through email and you have to do the first part of the equation, which is- Deliver value. Exactly, set up your newsletter, deliver value every single week. Don't do it with the expectation that people are gonna buy from you. Do it because you actually want to deliver value. Like Jason and I, Jason and I have always felt this way. We don't just send out value because we know that value first is going to convert to sales at the end. We know that there are people who are never gonna buy from us and that's okay. I like helping those people. They're scrappy, they're DIYers. They wanna just learn from us, get free resources and figure it out themselves. That's great for them. I know that also we can accelerate the process in our coaching program, but the point is, I think it can really, it really comes across when you actually do deliver value without strings and that you really enjoy the helping people and you that's a crucial first step to then be able to sell to people. Yeah, and I think people can feel it. Like I think that's we can all I mean. feel it when you're getting emails from someone and you're like, oh, they were just doing They're these, just setting like, me up for the I sale. I hadn't heard from them in six months. Now I heard from them for a few weeks and now they're selling something. Like we all get that. Like we've been sending a consistent newsletter for Wandering Aimfully for now two years, yep. but for our newsletters combined since 2014. Yeah. So it's just a consistent thing we believe in, like Caroline said. So social, AKA Instagram. Just to be clear, mine was 2013. I started writing emails on Mondays before you did, but it's neither here nor there. It's not important. It's not a competition. And you know, Made Vibrant is not better than Jason does stuff. I'm just saying that 2013 is the actual established date of my <laughs> newsletter. And I wanted that to be on the record. That's all right. I started a MailChimp account with Ira Your Shirt uh, way before that. Even before that, I had an Aweber account and I had 25,000 people on that email list that I would email every three months with a free iPad giveaway and no one gave a shit. <laughs> also, your rebuttal being, I started a MailChimp account. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think it was actually MailChimp way later. I think yeah. Aweber was the first oh, one. God, no, NetAtlantic. Do you remember NetAtlantic? Oh my God, it was NetAtlantic. They were a sponsor and they were like, you need an email list. And I was like, I don't know what an email Ew, list is. 2009. I, I literally remember you writing those Ira your shirt emails in the, do you remember the little Oh, they're poor little editor. editor. They're poor little it editor. It was so bad. I hope it's way better. Don't go check them out. Use one. I mean, don't, there's nothing against this them. This is if you a reverse sponsorship. Oh my gosh. Anyway, uh, let's talk about our social media strategic plan, AKA what are you posting on Instagram for the next two weeks? Honestly, I'm still in the thick of figuring out things, but what I have figured out is, um, we're still gonna do, so one thing that's been a really good consistent thing is these sliders that recap the Growing Through It episodes. People seem to really like those, very yeah. tactical. And just last night I was chatting with you and I was like, I really wanna plan out all of our stories ahead of time um, for the two weeks because for me, stories are really fun, but they take me out of whatever I'm doing for the day so they can really slow down my productivity. And so I'd rather just have a plan going into it and kind of create all the slides beforehand. So what I did last night, this is not some crazy formula, but it really is helping me. I opened a Google Doc. I created a table mm. with like six uh, six columns across one column and I made it long. And so it kind of ends up, you get six rectangles next to each other that look like story Like a slides. table. 
It's a table. <laughs> I don't know if you guys are familiar with tables. I like that you just um, went in depth on explaining what a table looks like. I was trying to describe the visual. <laughs> For all the podcast listeners, they're like, oh, I can picture it. Okay, it's I can not, picture it doesn't, the beauty it, of the table. It doesn't look like a normal table. It has, it's long. It's fine. It looks I think like, it's funny. I think it's great. Do you know what a rectangle is? So start again. How Stop many sides it. does okay, it have? Listen. What kind of parallelogram listen. device is this? And the point is why I like it. The is four points on the rectangle. So. Those, of you, those of you who are listening, I just sent death glares at oh, you. Oh, I didn't even see it. I saw a bird fly by and I was like, ooh, bird. Hey. Yes, up. You need to You want to shed You need to shed Okay, okay? Cool. So the, <laughs> <laughs> the table with the six rectangles. And I like it a lot because I can type inside each one and it basically is helping me tell what the story is going to be in those slides. And so I tried this for the first time last night. I really wanted to go super tactical on our stories. My whole thing is like, I don't just want to be the, the people who upload a couple of slides that like, our thing is open. Like, yeah. go go there. Like, that's fine. And, and we're also, gonna... we've done that. Yeah, we've done yeah. that. It's fine. And we're going to have some of this sprinkled in. But, like, I really do think that the most effective way to demonstrate the value of our membership is to teach. It's to continue to show people we know what we're talking about. It's to continue to show them that we are passionate about helping them improve their business and living a good life in the process. So my goal right now is to really build out that plan. And, and it'll probably look like a pretty in-depth story every other day. Mm -hmm. And then... On the kind of off days, if you will, a lot more behind the scenes. This is how we're managing our launch. Um, Cause I do think people are interested in that stuff and just having the personal connection and personality. So it's kind of a two pronged approach, if you will, going in depth, teaching things, um, you and I brainstormed a little bit. We're going to tell some case studies of our own business experience, how we got, you know, better branding course off the ground. It gives us passive income, like all these different things that in-depth teaching versus the personality behind the scenes stuff. Yeah. And I, my positive and negative of Instagram, I'm just going to say Instagram. It's not just social media for us. It's just Instagram is that it, to me, it's always a balance, right? Because yeah. you, I know I do the stupid mediocre baker series on my own personal Instagram and it takes me two hours to make those dumb stories. It's it takes lot. so long to make a compelling and interesting story. And the thing that I just caution Caroline with every time we get to any of this type of situation where we have a lot of work to do, we have a lot of things going on, and I, I really want to manage our stress, we want to manage our stress, not just me, but uh, if, if we can spend 30 minutes on creating a story versus two and a half hours, I don't think the impact is worth two extra hours. I just really don't. I don't believe it. There's no way to know for sure. But this is a conversation that we have often, which is, great, let's still what's, get the story yeah, across. Yeah, what's good enough. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and the last part that I am challenging myself to do with all of this is also not just, this is what I would tell people too about like writing articles, is don't just write the article and then not have an email sign up on your article. Like re what's the next step that you want someone yeah. to take? So take. So what I need to do is go back and not just look at what content I'm sending out, but how am I engaging people and asking them to DM us? How am I establishing leads of people who would be good for the coaching program right. that, so that I can nurture that relationship and have a conversation with them and really ease any you know doubts that they might have or make them feel confident about the fact that we can help them in their business. So what is that next step of the marketing bridge, if you will? And I need to figure that out. Yeah. Cool. So speaking of uh, all the things that we are teaching and that we have learned, I wanted to bring up uh, this topic that I think we talked about yesterday on our walk, which was, uh, it took us two years to figure this out. And I think it's really interesting that we were at this basically two-year mark with Wandering Aimfully existing, although it was only being built at this time two years ago. But we 
really kind of did a floaty dance through all the things that we could do. Like we had this membership, but it was really only access to old stuff. And then we made this pivot to coaching where we were gonna teach something every single month. And then even through the first six months of coaching, we were still trying to figure out like, what, how does all this work? How does it all link together? Like what, what is really the point of all of it? And the point of all of it is this five-step checklist that we've come up with that has created these growing through it case studies, which has really, I think for us, become the foundation of everything we've learned, everything we've put into our businesses, all of them of different types, and you mentioned Better Branding Course, um, this is something that I think it took us two years to get to. Absolutely, but the important part to note is we would never have gotten to the place where everything does feel like it's finally making sense, coming together, like we're, we're, we have a steady stream of people who are signing up for coaching even before our uh, launch that's happening, which has never happened. And so we see it as an alignment of our messaging, our content our and like we've we've really like honed in on each piece of it at a time and we never would have gotten here had we not taken action before seeing the whole picture yeah. before seeing the clarity you know and i think it's just the best advice that i can give people is do something like yeah. doing something is always better than standing still even if you don't have full clarity even if you're not sure if it's the right thing even if like people come to me all the time and they're like i don't know what to name my brand yeah. and i'm like name it something yeah. and move forward and then you can always change it. But staying still and preventing the progress from anything that you're gonna do in the world just because you don't have a name is really holding you back. Yeah, I think one of the things that I wanted to touch on here is just creating your own systems and processes. Yeah. It's like the best thing you can have to sell whatever product is you wanna sell. But it may take you two years to figure that out. And so for us, we really just tried to sell what we could sell before with Wandering Aimfully. We tweaked it, we changed it, we adapted it, we molded it, we moved it, we you know got everything. And now the kind of the weird thing is that this is gonna be our final enrollment for coaching. And if the world goes back to some sense of normalcy, our plan is to travel next year full time. And then we won't be doing coaching because we wanna be traveling. However, what I'm really excited about is if we figured this system out and we touched on this yesterday on the walk kind of as we got to the end, like I'd really like to build out kind of a new journey when someone joins Wandering Aimfully and whatever that looks like after this coaching period, we decide what that looks like, is that you go through this five-step process. You, you have a way that you can see your idea or your business going through these five steps, uh, brand, product, marketing, just, content, website. Um, I was gonna let him figure it out. And there. just really having some type of like interesting way that you can apply those five things to your business and we can walk you through them. Um, I think it's gonna be really impactful for us moving forward and it can be something that we can use for years. And yeah. I think that's something I'm really excited about is I haven't really ever felt like we had anything like that, even with Jason Does Stuff, maybe not even with Made Vibrant or with Wandering Aimfully, our brands, that is that system or that process and it took us two years to figure that out. So hopefully that's just like a, maybe a sigh of relief for you because you've been on your own journey and you're feeling like it's taking you a while. It may also be like, well, shit, I gotta spend another two years. Like, yeah, you might, but that's okay because you enjoy the journey. Yeah, a couple of points on the whole process um, idea because I think it's a really good one is you can really carve out your own business kind of area and niche and original voice by whatever processes you have. So the first thing I would say is you don't think that the way that you do things is interesting or unique, but it is. Yeah. So constantly be asking yourself like whatever realm your business is in, like how do I approach problem solving? It, 
do I do that in a unique way? What are the things I go to? This is actually what came, what allowed me to come up with the curriculum for better branding course because I didn't see anyone else out there doing what I did, which was this very distinct thing of I start with the foundation, I tell the story, and then I translate this conceptual framework into a visual framework and I can teach people how to do that along the way. Now, if you're sitting there and you're going, you know what, I don't feel like I do have a unique approach to what I'm doing, then my answer to you is you're probably looking outside of yourself too much so for how to run your business or how to do things. So like if you're the person who constantly is going, oh, I need to do X, Y, and Z, and you go find a blog post, that's fine. But you have to reach a point where you have a problem in front of you and you go, what's my instinct telling me of how to solve this problem? And that's how you're gonna start to find that unique process. If you continue to always look outside of yourself, you're gonna just be replicating someone else's process. So really like start there, that's mm -hmm. fine. Go, go, you know, join the coaching program, go look at blog posts, like start there, but then start tweaking it and start saying, what works better for me? What are my natural gifts? What do I find myself doing? And that is kind of how you can start to develop some of these unique processes. And I think the best thing you can do is to be constantly trying to help people, to be constantly asking people what they're struggling with. And if you're repeating the same advice over and over again, then you're probably stumbling on something that you can help people yeah. with. Yeah, look for the patterns. Whereas if sure. you're just trying to like make something up to solve a problem, like, oh, I just really wanna help people do this. And it's like, well, if no one's asking you about that and you haven't been doing that for other people, that's a really hard place to start. You can start there, but just know you might have a two-year journey ahead of you, and that's okay as long as you kind of opt in for that amount of time. Cool. Uh, are we said the same thing? We wear the same thing. We're the same person. <laughs> All right. This is going to wrap up the podcast portion of this update. So this is going to be kind of odd for those of you who are listening because and what? watching because I'm going to actually take the camera, the good camera, into your office, and we're going to do a little tour. I didn't even tidy up. No, it's tidy. I know because we put it together yesterday. So I'm excited to I do know, this but with you. You're underestimating the amount of damage I can do in one line. <laughs> well, that'll be fun to see that. And maybe you'll get like two minutes of clean up time. So podcast <laughs> listeners, uh, you're awesome. We love your support. You're great. Thank you so much for being here. YouTube watchers, uh, you're not even going to really notice. We're just going to cut to getting into Carol's office and she's going to give you a little tour that I didn't even tell her she was doing, but now she's doing it and it's fun and you get to see it. Cool? Great.